0: Welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Vacaville, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We are so glad and honored that you would join us today, and we pray that this message you're listening to is a blessing to your day. We want to invite you to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service times. We hope to see you at a service or a special event sometime soon. tonight we're going to talk about blessings and miracles and and I'm going to be completely transparent what the Lord told me and I want you' all to understand and I'll try to make sure that no one no one goes out of here discouraged or, or feeling defeated but the Lord is frustrated with this church. He is frustrated with this church. us us we're the church um, and you're like that's not very encouraging that our God is frustrated with us, but it's true. To bring it to what we can understand is, those of us that have loved ones, like our kids, for instance, or, or our, our brothers, or our sisters, or, or anyone we're, we're connected with, when you see their potential, when you see what they can achieve in life, and all they do is sit, they don't put forth any effort to succeed, they don't put forth any effort to get better, they, don't, get, they get, don't put forth any, any action to, to improve their situation. And, and as a parent or a loved one, you get frustrated. It doesn't mean you love them less. It just means you're frustrated with their lack of ambition. their no desire to do anything. And that's where God is with us. And I feel that in, in, in America, and I, I, I feel in meditating and talking, Lord, it's, it's across the board, but in America... He's really frustrated. And I'm just going to say it the way he told me. You're a bunch of spoiled brats. You're very comfortable where you're living. You want to depend on everything else but me. You want to do everything you want to do but listen to me. And he says, if you'll just get back to the basics, if you'll just get back to the basics, I will bless you. So when we talk tonight about blessings and miracles, I want to really encourage us because the Lord loves us so much that he's sending me with this word tonight to encourage us to get back to really what he wants us to be doing. And according to Psalms 128.1, it talks about we need to walk in his ways. We need to fear the Lord. Samuel, first Samuel, uh, when he's talking to King Saul, he's really frustrated again with King Saul. Samuel felt the same way about King Saul as with the feeling that I felt from the Lord in this study, when I'm meditating. He was frustrated with the lack of potential that King Saul was putting forth, or, or the lack of effort, I should say, to, to achieve what God had called him to do. And and Samuel finally broke it down and says, this, Behold, in and, and, and 1 Samuel 15, Behold, to obey is better than to sacrifice. You can sacrifice all you have, just like 1 Corinthians 13. You can do anything and everything you want, but if you don't love people, you've just wasted everything. And 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 Samuel saying to Saul, uh, the king Saul, he says, "You wasted the sacrifice because you didn't obey." And if it's like when you come and put your offering, if you come put your offering and tie it in the basket with a bad attitude, you just wasted it. You just you just wasted it, and, and the Lord can't bless you because of that. So we need to learn to obey. Now. I'll be honest with you, if, if I was to give you everything that the Word of God has on this subject, this would be a several-month series, because he started loading me up with some things, and then, then as, as I prayed and meditated on it, even last night, God had me go and do some revision to what he put on my heart, but we're going to have the cliff note version tonight. what god wants because he really pushed and put in my heart that he wants me to give you he wants to speak through me enough nuggets to get you in the word of god to seek him out yourself don't take my word for it get in the book that's what he wants he wants a personal relationship with you personal relationship with me if it was good enough just to have the the mediator man corey between you and god then we would all be in trouble we just need to go straight to Jesus. The Bible says in 2 Timothy two fifteen that we're supposed to study to show ourselves approved unto God, rightly dividing the word of truth. The only way we can get into it is if we study it. Now, there's a lot of things that I've studied, and and some things that people agree with me on. In my studies, what I've found, and there's people that do agree with me. But for instance, you know, I, I did I, when this whole climate change came out, right? I did some study. I didn't listen to the media, and I definitely didn't listen to the government, and. It's amazing that the facts that the Climate Change Initiative is putting out there are false, blatantly false. And, and, and a lot of them, they have a few things that are shadowed in truth, just like the devil does, right? He has a few things in sh- uh, shadowed in truth. But they, they produce a false narrative. And if you don't study, you're going to believe a lie. And you're going to fall suit to the liars, and you're going to fall in line with a liar. So study to show yourself approved. I thought it was amazing. For decades, for centuries, evolutionists and oneness, creationists, have not gotten along. But guess what the one thing they agree upon is? That climate change is wrong. The initiative that they're selling us in the media and talking, they agree that that's a wrong narrative. I'm not trying to get you to side with me on that. I'm just giving you some facts. Go study it yourself. Same with evolution versus creation. Go study yourself. We shouldn't be struggling in the house of God tonight with how we came about. It is very clear. Science backs it up. As pastor has said many times, it's really kind of cool that science is really catching up with the Bible. So, We need to study to show ourselves approved in the Word of God. So there's direct correlation that I want to hit on tonight when it comes to blessings. Blessings always are linked up with obedience. Always. Always. In James chapter 1, uh, verse 19 through 22, I'll just key in a 22 because the first part says, stop stop messing around with unrighteousness. It says, get down to the bottom of verse 22. It says, be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Get into the word. Find out what the blessings of God are. Find out what the promises of God are for you, for your family. Now, there are, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this one with the, like the grand finale of the 4th of July. I'm saving that for the end, so I'm building up to it. But I'm going to hit on a key f- few factors of life that, that people struggle with. And I'm not going to say that you won't ever have struggles if you listen to what I say. And you won't ever have struggles if you uh, get into the word of God and study it out and obey it to the T. Because God gave Job the struggle. He gave Job the struggle. He's the one that picked the fight with the devil and says, go for it. So God works on our lives in mysterious ways for his purpose. We'll get into that. But if you have financial issues, if you're struggling financially, and I'm not going to teach my financial freedom lesson tonight, but if you're struggling with with issues with finances, go to Malachi. Start with Malachi chapter 3, read 7 through 11. Start there. I'm trying to give you all some nuggets to get yourself to a place where you're in alignment with god it's, it's very frustrating for me for 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 ministry for brothers and sisters and family members it's very frustrating when you hear somebody doing the same thing over and over again and complaining about the results it's frustrating and it, and, and as as a minister it's even more frustrating because i know it's been preached over this pulpit about a million times but a person is choosing not to obey And we've got to get to where we, if we want the blessings of God in our life, we have got to choose to obey and align ourselves with the word of God. And I don't know about you, but if my boss said, hey, if you show up on time tomorrow, I'm going to give you a $50,000 bonus. You guarantee you, me, I'm there. And I don't know why people have that such a hard time obeying God's word when it comes to living for him. Because the promises of God are yay and amen, and they're way bigger than a $50,000 bonus. And we've got to get ourselves aligned with the Word of God, but the only way we can get aligned with the Word of God is if we get into it ourselves. We've got to get into the Word of God, and, and we've got to study it out for ourselves. We can't wait for, for God to put it on a preacher's heart and, 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 to, and to preach that Word for us to get our victory. We've got to get into the Word of God and find the victory ourselves. So does anybody remember the scripture I just gave? All right. Because he says in there that you robbed me because you didn't pay your tithes and offering. And that's pretty bold when you rob God. I mean, you can rob 7-Eleven, still wrong, but you blatantly rob God who knows all things. That's crazy. That's pure crazy. But we do a lot of crazy things as people. But he says that, if you'll just do what I've told you to do, if you'll just obey what I told you to do, I will pour out a blessing upon you you can't contain. And then he puts this caveat on it. It says right here, prove me now. Prove me now. So if you're struggling financially, we, I almost feel like we put that offering plate back out here. and we, Prove God now. Don't do it for me. Don't do it to impress everybody. But do it for God. If he's telling you to do it, do it. You go, we got to obey God and his word because that's the only way we're going to get the blessings of God in our life. How many of you have problems at work? Come on. Somebody's got to shout and run the aisles on that one. I was hoping I wasn't the only one. But if you have problems at work, if you feel like you're always butting heads with everybody around you, get in the word. What does the Bible say? How does the Bible tell us to act? If you are the worker, the Bible talks in Colossians, that servants obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God, and whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. If you're having problems learn to submit my boss tells me things I don't always like but you know what I do it and there's some there's some perks to doing my job there's perks I get a paycheck there's perks I got some health benefits there's perks but what happens is when people come into God they don't see the perks I'm not on the payroll I don't have health benefits here. Mm, You missed that one, because you do. You have better health benefits living for God than you do not living for God. You got a better retirement account living for God than you do not living for God. But we find ourselves in this situation where we're having constant conflict at work. And when you dig into the Word of God and what I'm supposed to do to to, to not have conflict, he's saying submit. Now, some people get all bent out of shape because the Bible uses masters and servants and that boss and employee. Boss and employee. But here's another thing that he says in Colossians. And this is, not, this is what we don't want to read, right? There's scriptures in the Bible, Brother guards, that we just want to skip. Because if we truly believe God's God of his word, there's some things we don't want to read because we know he's going to fulfill it. But he says at the end of Colossians, uh, in verse 25, he says, But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect to persons. That means if you do wrong in the job, you get fired, you get fired. Doesn't matter if that person is doing wrong. You, the one that did wrong, got caught. And sometimes God's going to prove a point. Because if you're supposed to be a child of his, you should not be doing that wrong. So you can't think that just because you're a Christian and you're walking with God or you go to First Church Vacaville that it's okay to do wrong. I've heard some shady things going on by Christians. And I, I'm, I'll be honest, you can call me rude, you can call me disrespectful, but I stopped hanging out with them. Because I felt what they were doing was so dishonest, I did, would not want to be with that, be around them when that lightning bolt came out of the sky. Because they're sitting there saying, prancing around like they're Holy. Like they're righteous, and then they're saying what church they go to, and then they're having their buddy badge them in and out when they don't even show up to work. Do me a favor: if you're going to do that, don't tell them you know me or this church. Don't ruin our witness. So you you can't you can't use that a get out of jail free card because we don't have one. We don't get one. If we sin, we suffer the consequences of it. If we cheat, rob, or steal, we suffer the consequences of it. There's more in the Bible than just that. Dig in there. Find out. If you, if you want to be blessed on your job, get into the Word of God. Get into the Word of God and obey His Word, and He will bless you on your job. You will have, you'll have raises, Sister Tammy, that came out of nowhere. You'll have, you'll have a job do the same thing my job did where we're like, you know what, we're going to take your responsibility away, we're going to take your title away, but we're not going to affect your pay. Well, praise God, a blessing in reverse. <laughs> it, it, it actually feels really nice. I mean, I, I'm not on call 24-7. I don't have 30 people uh, <laughs> causing issues that I get blamed for. I don't have to worry about my $16 million budget being over. Well, praise God. All the glory goes to God. But if I mess up on my job, I take, the, I take it. I, you know, I, I'll be honest. I'm, I'll, well, I have to be honest because I got the microphone. I'm standing before God. There's been times my boss and I did not get along. We did not agree. And I, I, I'm a people person. I, I'm, I'm. you may not think so that way, but I'm a peace, people person, brother guy. I, I care about my people. And when anybody at, attacks my people, I don't care who they are. I'm going to step in. And I'm going to stand for my people. And I don't cover their wrong. I'll admit where we messed up, but you don't attack my people. If you want to attack, you attack me, then I'll deal with my people. So we, we, my boss and I, we butted heads when, when it came to my people. Um, but he's my boss. I don't call him names. I don't cuss him out. I don't slam doors and throw things at him. Last conversation I had, I just pleasantly said, I really don't have anything else to say. I'm done. And I walked out. I figured it is best to just end it and move on than to continue to have a conversation praise God but I got to get into the word too how do I have a blessed job how do I have a blessed life I got to get into the word of God to find out how I get the blessings of God and the blessings always in the word of God come through obedience there's only one caveat and I'm going to get to that if you have issues with grudges or bitterness which tends to be one of those hidden things we don't like to show in church we don't want people to think that we have bitterness in our heart towards people. We try to put on the smile.
1: Hey, brother. Hey, sister.
0: Oh, let me get the hug. But in our heart, we have bitterness towards that person because for whatever reason, and there can be many reasons. But in Colossians, it, it says that we are to forgive one another. If any man have a quarrel against any... Even as Christ forgave you, also you should forgive them. Is that easy? Obedience, in the definition of obedience, and nowhere says it's going to be easy. And I'm not going to even play a harp and say it is, because uh, because obedience isn't always easy. Because our flesh wants to do what our flesh wants to do, and the spirit of God is trying to get us to do something different, and our flesh is like, hmm nah, I don't think so. We won't go there. You know, God, that's one of those things we just don't discuss, remember? I thought we had that agreement. I thought you were not going to let the pastor preach that. It's amazing how the pastor has no clue what's going on in our lives when he preaches a message that has everything to do with our life. I'm thankful for a pastor that follows the Holy Ghost. So very thankful. So very thankful. Because... I don't want I don't want to be lost I still believe that there's a hell and I still believe that people can be lost and I still believe people that sit in a church can be lost because this building does not save you it's what that's the spirit of God that saves us but this temple this temple needs to be right with God so we need to continuously work on that until he comes uh, and never stop never stop none of us will ever be perfect in this life so don't don't target perfection target Jesus now, sometimes you, you, you may want to just be a devil fighter. And I think those people are kind of weird. And if you're one, well, I already said it, so it is out there. But you're always looking for a fight. And I want to be honest with you, that's a nature issue. Jesus Christ never went looking for a fight, and we're supposed to take on his nature. Now, when the devils come to us to try to cause problems, we do what the Bible says. James says, submit unto God. Resist the devil, and he will... All we have to do is obey. Obey the word of God, and he will bless us. Obey the word of God, and he will help us to push back the enemy. It's amazing in in the Old Testament... uh, I love reading some of the battles that they went for because when, when the people, when the children of Israel rose up, says, <laughs> Cynthia, we got this. There's only like a 1,000 of them. We can, just, we can send 5,000 5, people up there and we can whoop them. We'll take care of this. And they go up there without God's permission. A, a little kindergartner could whoop them because they're fighting against God in their disobedience. And we find ourselves in the same boat. Little molehills become a mountain because we are fighting God with disobedience. But yet, the children of Israel, when they obeyed God to a T, most times they didn't even have to pull the sword out. Obedience matters. If you want to be blessed of God, we've got to obey. Another one. Everyone should have this one down. Acts 2.38. I, I want to see if y'all can quote it. Okay, some of you are going into 39. That's awesome. It's awesome. I want to get Brother Lucas up here and give me a C note, and we can all sing it together. Salvation. A lot of people get tripped up on salvation because they want to have their own salvation plan. They want to do it their way. And when they do it their way, it it makes things very uncomfortable in their walk with God. And, and, And Brother Kelly, during the revival... Made it very clear why that is when you're serving god the enemy is after you he is fighting you every step of the way because he wants to trip you up but once you trip up and give up and backslide and walk on the world everything seems easy because the devil don't care about you no more he's already made his bed in hell for you he don't care he's going to the next person and and so if, if you're not fighting if you don't feel resistance if you don't feel struggle I'm not saying it's the devil's always fighting you because we have power over the devil, but our nature, our flesh, we've got to submit ourselves unto God. Sometimes we gotta, we got to pray against this devil that looks at us in the mirror. So when it comes down to salvation, we don't, we don't have any room in the Bible to change that. Now, we have a little bit of, uh, a little bit of gray, gray area. Uh, Did Adam have a belly button? No, he did not. Because the belly button was the source of reproduction. He was created. No belly button needed. God was his living source. Did the chicken or the egg come first? The chicken, because he created the animal and then caused them to reproduce. Now, the confusion is gone. You have the salvation plan perfect. <laughs> but what happens is we get itchy ears. Because a lot of times we'll sit and hear a preacher preach, a pastor. Hopefully, it's pastors preaching that irritates you and not mine. But you, you hear preached the word of God, and, and you know, I don't know if I line up with that. I don't know if I want to believe that. Does it really mean that for me? I mean, I think I'm a good person. I think that's good enough. And I could go on and on and on. Salvation, I could, we could go into the salvation plan very deep. Separation, holiness, righteousness, et cetera, on and on and on. We could dig into a study that would go on for months, but he wants you to do that. He wants you to dig into his word. Find out the blessings and promises he has for you. That's what he is wanting. That is what he is trying to get across to us tonight, is that we are to dig into his word and seek him. So if you want to be blessed, what do you have to do? Obey. So why aren't some of you all blessed? Selah. There's this really cool thing that God does. is kind of simplify for things us simplify simplify things for us in the Word of God. It's the if and then concept, right? If you'll do this, then I'll do that. He does that often. And one of my favorite passages of scriptures in the, the Second Chronicles 7:14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, let's skip the next part and go to the then. Well, what do you mean? What did I skip? Turn from my wicked ways. See, we don't, we don't want to obey, obey that part. Because we're comfortable in our wicked ways. But we still want the then. We still want the blessings of God. We still want the healing he has for us. We still want the promises to be answered, but we won't give up the wickedness. We won't obey his word. And we get frustrated because we're not seeing the blessings and the promises of God fulfilled in our life. Who wants to be blessed in here? Show your hands. Who is willing to say, yes, Lord, I will obey you? Now, it's easy to say it when I'm up here and you got all these people looking around at you. It's really easy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Tomorrow. When you get up and go to work, Sister Nichols, and you get to work, and that one person that is there, I'm not talking about your daughter, the other person, that one person that is there, that is under your skin, is driving you crazy, how are you going to respond to that person tomorrow? Are you going to snap on them like maybe you did before? Are you going to say, you know what, not this time, devil, not this time, flesh. I'm going to obey the Lord, and I'm going to love him. If and then remember that if we want the blessings of God, we got to obey. Now, miracles are a different story. Miracles are a different story. The Bible says in Romans ten seventeen that we, we, we need to have faith, and faith cometh by and hearing by. I've, I've, I've preached about my automatic ameners before. Y'all remember that lesson I taught? Don't know a single thing I'm saying. Not listening to a single thing coming out of my mouth, Brother Kirk, but they're amen in me. Amen. Amen. I don't know what he's saying, but amen. Everybody else saying amen. I'm going to say amen. And I, I laughed because I actually, at camp meeting this last year, I was sitting a couple rows behind this uh, this couple, and the preacher was preaching. what was what the guy doing announcements, offering, stuff like that. said something, and everybody said Amen. And this lady said, amen. And then she like, she turned around. What did I just agree to? What did I just agree to? And she had that little panic in her. Like, what did I just agree to? Because she wasn't paying attention. But because everybody else said amen, I'm going to do it. Well, amen means you're in agreement. So, so if you're saying amen and not meaning it, it's kind of like a lie. Amen. So we want to make sure that when the word of God is going forth, we're, we're taking it to heart. We're listening. I, when, when, when I'm preaching or when pastors preach, uh, me personally, I don't need you to run the aisles. I don't need you to amen me or I don't need you to shout. It makes me feel good that, that I feel that there's a, a, that response, that listening, that you're paying attention. But what I want to really happen is that you take the word that God speaks to you and let it change your life. Let it help encourage you to, to overcome the situations you're going through. Because that's where the real miracles come in, is when you start to build up your faith. Now, when you read, read in, the, in the Gospels, uh, you, you can read several accounts. I just picked out a few. Again, get in there and study it. Study to show yourself approved. But we, we see that there's this uh, um, lady that had an issue of blood for years. And, and she touched the Lord's garment, and he, he felt virtue. Come out of them. And then he asked asked that question, what I would call a silly question, who touched me? He's God. He knows. (laughs) He knows. But sometimes, just like the same God that was in the Garden of Eden, asked Adam, where are you? Kind of sounds like the same voice to me. Because he knows exactly who touched him. He just needed that person who touched him to admit that they had touched him. Kind of like a testimony. And because of her admittance that, that she touched him, he says, thy faith has made you whole. The sickness is gone. It was her faith. It was her determination to get through the crowd. And her faith is what made her whole. Now, I'm not saying that there's a distinct line in the sand that obedience and blessings doesn't cross over into faith and miracles. Because there, there's some crossover there, so there's not a line in the sand. But in the Word of God, there is a direct correlation between blessings following obedience and miracles following faith. Now, this is the one that I find amazing and sort of insulting. (laughs) Because there was a centurion, a non-believer, call him an agnostic, call him an atheist, call him whatever you want. He was not a follower of Jesus Christ. He is a Roman centurion. But his servant was sick, and he came to Jesus in faith because he had heard that he was a healer. And he had so much faith that he says, you don't even need to come into my house. All you got to do is speak it, and it happens. I'm a person under authority and have those under my authority. If I say to this guy, go, and that guy come, they do what I say because they have to listen to me. That's the same way it works for you, Jesus. Whatever you say has to happen. A non-believer pagan centurion got God, Jesus Christ, to heal his servant. Only because of faith. In fact, the insulting part wasn't really pointed directly at me because obviously I wasn't there on the streets. He says to the disciples who were standing there, I haven't seen such great faith in all of Israel this pagan has more faith in me than you do and you walk with me every day why are we allowing the world to get the miracles when we should be we need to have faith miracles come by faith. You must believe. You have to believe. And you don't have to be the most person full of faith. I was, uh, I was going to say faithful, but that's not the word I'm really looking for. Full of faith. You don't have to be like brim full. Because Jesus called Peter out of the boat. And then when Peter walked to him and he started to sink and he panicked, he says, oh, you little faith. Now, I I I I think it took a lot of faith to step out of that boat, uh, brother Kirk. You you do a lot of rafting. Uh, how many times did you just jump out of that raft and start walking in the river? That, that, that's a lot of faith. I haven't done it. Well, I mean, God hasn't told me to either. <laughs> so that's my reason. But. But that, that's a lot of faith. But he said to Peter, O ye of little faith. And little faith got him to where Jesus sat in the water. Sinking or not sinking? Because I'm, I'm pretty confident that it wasn't a, like when I jump into water, I just go to the bottom. I don't think it was that kind of sinking. I think it was more like, Lord, help me. Because it says he reached out his hand and took him. Faith, we need to have faith. Whack, whack. We need to have faith. We need to have faith in our God so much that the miracles of God happen here, that the things of God take place here. Now, the Bible says, let me see how much I'll make sure I don't forget nothing because I, I planned for three hours tonight. I am not missing nothing, just kidding. But even even that this dad, this dad who is was brokenhearted about his son being possessed by a, a devil, a lunatic, as they, they say in the word of God, he brought his son to, to Jesus and said, your, your disciples couldn't do anything. They tried, they couldn't. The, the disciples weren't real happy about that. Yeah, uh, that's one of those things where you're like, shit, don't say nothing. Just Jesus is right there. about what happened don't mention because it's embarrassing it's kind of like it's kind of like those situations when you're out in the world doing something you shouldn't do and you come into the house of God on Sunday and then that person that you were doing something you should have been doing shows up to church as a visitor wanting to give their life to God And they look and see you sitting there. And they're like, I don't think I want this God. But this dad came to Jesus. And he said, nothing worked. And Jesus asked him, can you believe that all things are possible in him? Can you believe it? Can you believe in the miraculous healings? Can you believe in the divine intervention of God today in this service? Can you believe? Do you believe? And, and, the, and the dad answered, well, he says, i believe, but help my own belief. Right, and Jesus respected that, and he, healed, he delivered his son. But I believe, that, I believe that God has more for us. I, I don't believe that, that we, are, we are living in the vein of the Holy Ghost all the time. I don't believe we are living in the reign of the blessings and miracles that God wants to perform. And I feel like he's frustrated in his children because we're not living up to our full potential because we lack faith. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching myself. He's myself. Trust me, he's been dealing with me on this a lot longer. He's been dealing with you on this. One thing that, again, one of those scriptures, sister guy that just... It's like the the fingernails on the chalkboard. It says, these signs shall follow them that believe. Are we seeing these signs happen? If we are not seeing these signs happen, are we believers? That is that hits close to home. It, it, it affects me. Scripture like that affects me. It's like the one in Matthew 7 where, where these people are saying, we did all these things in your name, Lord. We did all these things in Jesus' name. We healed the sick. We cast out devils. yada, yada, yada. They did all these things, and Jesus says, depart from me. I don't know you. You workers of iniquity. We're, we're, we're the people of Jesus' name. We do things in Jesus' name, and he wouldn't even recognize them. Why? Because they didn't follow his commandments. If we don't follow God's commandments, he won't even recognize us as his people. It's important that we obey his word. It's important that we follow after him, because it is in him that we get our victory. It's in him we get our healings. It's in him. So we've got to have our faith in him. Now I'm trying to find a landing zone. Oh, praise God. When 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 the disciples were ministering, they just got back from from going out two by two. They came back um, from ministering. I got my glasses off on purpose. I'm trying not to make eye contact right now. Um they were they were exhausted. Even Jesus recognized that they were exhausted. And and he says, "You know what? We need to we need to go away into a private place. And and we need we need to have some time of rest and and, and get some nourishment. We need to do that." And and as anybody that's just labored and exhausted themselves in the ministry, that's what you want to hear you want to hear that there's a time of rest coming and anybody that's worked in the ministry know that the exhaustion you feel after working in the ministry is way more than what i feel when i'm working on my job even when i had a really physical job um which i don't anymore but they got in a boat and they were going to go to the king james uh version says a a desert place but it doesn't mean the sahara because we know that because later on he says sit them down in, in groups and they sat on the grass one translation says lush green grass. grass. So we, we know that this wasn't like a, uh, a, a sand hill, a, a dune, but it was a place of refreshing. It was a place where you get rest. And they're coming to this place, uh, but something happened. Something happened that when they get there, there's a bunch of people, like thousands of people. Now, this was supposed to be a time of rest. This was supposed to be a time when they got refreshed, got some rest. All right, we're ready to go. But Jesus saw the multitude and he had compassion on them. So he began to teach. Now, this is a good learning lesson for us because we get exhausted. I don't know about you. I, I'll say I get exhausted. I get exhausted, brother guy. It happens. I'm kind of exhausted right now. Um, but I get exhausted. And, and the disciples are, are sitting there thinking, this was our time. This was supposed to be the me and Jesus time. This was supposed to be us, not them. So I can probably imagine that when the disciples saw all of these people there, they're like, not again. Not again. Okay, Lord, Lord's going to tell us to push out further. He's going to go tell us to go someplace else. But Jesus had compassion, and he's teaching the people, teaching the disciples that there's not an off switch. There's not an off switch in living for God. We, we've, we've, got, we've got to be ready and able as best we can to be able to help people and, and minister to them. But the, the thing that's amazing is it says in the Word of God that these people came from all of the towns in that area. How did they know? Facebook? X, formerly known as Twitter? No. The Bible says it was noised abroad. And it says says that many times in the the Gospels that it was noised abroad that Jesus was on his way to town and the whole town turned out. Now this is where I don't like, because this convicts me. Why aren't they in here? Why aren't they in here? If we have the faith that God wants us to have tonight, and we have our voice to noise abroad. Why aren't they in here? This, this, is, this is encouraging. Trust me. Because sometimes you need, you need to see where we need to improve to get encouragement. But God is able to help us to voice abroad and to get the word out there to let people know what our God can do. Because I tell you what, when y'all start start telling me what your God is doing in your life, it gets me excited. I'm like, well, if, if my God can do that for Brother Garza, he's no respecter of persons. He can do it for me if he wants. And we have to encourage one another. We are overcomers by... Blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony. So we need to share our testimony, not only with us, right? It, it's easy to say, oh my God, bless me, man. He did all this stuff for me. But then we go out in the streets, and we see someone we don't know. It's like, what up, bro? We, we want to be witnesses. We want to noise it abroad, because that's what got the excitement that got 5,000 people to show up. And I'm going to just, I'm just going to cut to the chase. I like that. Cut to the chase. I You, Brother Clark, have an amazing testimony, amazing testimony of what God has done for you, how he's blessed your family, how he's blessed you on your job. We need to share that. We need to let people know, Brother Nichols, how blessed you are. It may be it may not be a sunshiny day in your life, but we need to let people know how good our God is. How big our God is and what He can do. And and we need to be able to share our faith in a loving way. Don't rub it in their face. "Ah, I told you if you didn't live for God, this was going to happen. That's not the way to win people. But we need to be able, we need to have that boldness. We need to have that love and compassion for people where we want to share. We want to noise abroad how good our God is and say, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And I'm speaking to myself. You guys can just tune me out right now, but I'm speaking to myself. I want to be able to share with people that Jesus is coming. I want to be able to share with people that Jesus is a good God, and he's healed me before, and he can heal you. He's fixed my problems. He can fix your problems. You just got to give it to him. But we got to share that with people. We got to noise it abroad. We got to let people know how good our God is. And everywhere, everywhere that he went, people were noising it abroad. Talk about not getting any rest. not getting any rest i mean even when he tried to retire and go to bed they surrounded the house yeah just people tearing up the roof it's like man can i get a nap but jesus didn't push him away he ministered to him and when he saw faith he let their faith thrive in them and heal them we need to get that faith back we need to get that faith back in the church and i'm not talking about just first church i'm talking about the church And, and, and again, I started this out. We need to get faith back in the Church of America, of the developed nations. And, and I, and I want to I get my faith to where God wants it to be, so I please him, because I'd rather do that first than for him to take me to a place where I have nothing else but faith. So I, wanna, I, wanna, I want to increase my faith in you, Lord. I, I want to trust in you in everything. I want to trust in you in my protection. I wanna trust in you and and, and in my health. I wanna trust in you and my job, and and we need to start taking everything to the Lord in prayer. We need to start just putting our petitions out there, and we need to start just glorifying him and treating him like the king he is. We, we, We don't need to flip roles and make ourselves the king. Brother Lucas still sticks in my mind. He is God, and I am not. We've got to remind ourselves every time we wake up, I am not God today, you are Lord. Let your will be done today. Now, we, we have that scripture that we, we sometimes get all sad about where he says that the sun rises on the evil and the good and it rains on the just and the unjust. And, and we think that's all bad. Oh, it's raining. Oh, it's sunshiny. That's good stuff. Sunshine and, and rain is good. Now, an overabundance of rain could be bad, but rain is good. In fact, about this time of the year, we start praying for rain. Lord, send us some rain. But we got to remember that if you're the just, right, you're going to be the good guy, I'm going to be the bad guy, and we're sitting together, and, and we're, we're on a park bench, and we're sitting there, and we're both watching the sunrise. A beautiful sunrise, beautiful too. God just does amazing things. We both saw it. Me being the wicked sinner and you being the saint. And, and if we really wanted to be cool, we'd sit there all day and watch the sun go down on the other side, right? And we'd be like, wow, that's beautiful. we both see the sunset. Me, a wicked person, you a saint. And now we come over here, and I want to be the good guy. You're the bad guy this time. And we're sitting there. It's like, oh, wow, it's raining. You getting wet? Yeah, me too. He's the bad guy. I'm the good guy. It's raining on the just and the unjust doesn't mean we're good or bad because God's sending the rain on both of us. What we need to strive is to be the good guy, to be the just, to be the good. Now, we think of sun and rain, I'm going to flip it to the blessings because rain and sun are blessings. Without them, we won't live. Just letting you know that, we won't live. So God's going to pour out blessings in spite of you. And you're gonna think you're okay because you got blessed. But just remember that person sitting next to you who is not just, got the same blessing. We need to make sure that our life is right with God. We need to get into the word of God all the time, as much as you can, and study the word out, and see what God can do to help your situation. We need to allow his word build up our faith and the word of the testimonies of those around us to build up our faith to where God starts doing the miraculous in our lives to where we can take that and noise that abroad. How many, one of the twins is here. Were you here when Brother Winslow, we were in the Orange Drive, Brother Winslow came? That's when God healed me of lactose intolerance. Doctor said, there's nothing we can do. You're done. Just change your diet, and I just said that's a perfect opportunity for God to move, and God did, and He healed me, and I can eat dairy now, no longer lactose intolerant. Praise God. But there were dozens of miracles, physical healings that took place in that revival, to where we had people showing up for him from other churches, and I was like, where these people come from? It's like they came out of the woodwork. And you know what, Brother Winslow did? He followed the Holy Ghost. He did what the Lord said. And he walked up to a brand new person that wasn't full of the Holy Ghost. He looked at him and says, you've been struggling with a heart condition. God's going to heal you tonight of that heart condition. Because they came in faith. Not obedience. Miracles happen by faith. They came in faith and God healed them. Reigns in the just and the unjust. Doesn't mean that person's saved. It means they had faith. Now, I don't know why somebody wouldn't have faith in our God and not want to live for them. But they had faith and God healed them. Another one of those things that will help us um, is, you know, before the sun rises and the rain comes, the Lord deals with our attitude. Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. And then he goes into the whole sunshine and rain. So, our attitude needs to be right. It's not always easy, though. It's not always easy. Man, Brother Vinny, sometimes it don't take much to give me attitude. I mean, I don't even have to be out of bed yet, and I can wake up with an attitude. And then I really, really got to pray because I got to pray that attitude out of me before I get to work or on the road because then that attitude just gets bigger and worse and I start grumbling at drivers. Where'd you learn how to drive? Don't you know the fast lane's 80 plus? Yeah, <laughs> Man, it's like, why would these people drive 65 in the fast lane? What is wrong with them? <laughs> so attitude a lot of times dictates the results of what's gonna happen in our life. So we really need to seek the Lord. And I am, I'm closing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to land this plane right here, um, get you out of here by midnight. Um, this, this scripture has been really heavy on my heart with this lesson, and it's Philippians 2.13. Brother Mansell, so if you can put that up for me. Praise God, my back isn't hurting right now. Thank you, Jesus. So it says, for it is God... You need to establish that, God, not us. It is God which worketh in you, meaning us, both to will and to do, whose good pleasure? Who's his? God. Do you know that it was God who started the fight between him and the devil with Job? It was God that started that. It was God's will for that to happen it was his will because he allowed the devil to go all the way up to death you can't have his body you can't kill him but as long as he's still breathing when you're done with him it's all that matters I guarantee you when you're done with him he's still gonna live for me and I want my god to have that kind of faith in me that when I go through trials and tribulations the first thing I don't do is jump bail People don't realize that when you jump out of the church, when you get through a tough situation, you just throw in the towel, you jump. You're not just jumping out of a boat into a little pond. It's like jumping out of an airplane at 40,000 feet without a parachute. It's not going to be a happy landing no matter what you do. If you walk out on God, God will take you places. God will take you places. So, His good pleasure. His good pleasure. So that means that there's some bad things that are going to happen to us because it's his good pleasure. Because it is his will. We need to be full of the Holy Ghost and we need to be praying that we don't start praying against God's will. Because if you're a human like me and I'm going through those eggs and beans, oh God, get this off of me. I may just be praying against God's will. So I need to change the way I pray when I'm going through bad situations, Lord. I'll, all right, if this is you, God, how? What am I supposed to learn? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm fixing to learn it right now. I'm ready to be done with this. I'm just, what am I supposed to learn? Don't say the the the, the p word. I don't want to hear that word. I don't want to hear about patience. But just tell me what I need to do to fix it, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm there. But sometimes we have to go through some things for His good pleasure because He's gonna bring something out of the end of that situation that is going to be something we could never have obtained if we didn't go through his good pleasure. So we want to make sure that we are in, in the Holy Ghost when we are praying and going through situations, that we are praying that God would help us to have strength because that is where our faith arises. Our faith doesn't arise in the good times. When things are perfect, that's not when our faith is just going to the moon. It's when we're going through some things. So sometimes it's his good pleasure to send us some through, through some things To build our faith. And I want my faith to be at a level where people walk in to a place that's full of faith and that people are delivered from their bondage that they're in, that people are healed from their, their sicknesses, that, that people have the, the the blinders taken off and the, and the fog removed from their mind that they can see truth clearly. I, I want our, I want the faith to be so high in this place because of us, because of us that God can't help but pour out miracles. That is why it's so important that we get in here in the church before service starts and start praying it's not about just uh, us being right we should actually come to church being right we need to come in here and start praying and getting a hold of the garment of god and we need to touch his hymn and just say lord i'm touching you pour out your virtue and whoever needs it if it's me touch me if it's them across there if it's a brand new visitor Touch them, Lord Jesus. Heal them. Let, let your power be known. Let them hear what you've got to say and noise it abroad so the next person out there hears the word of God. I want to see that. I want to see signs follow us. I, wanna, I want this place to be packed out with people coming to see what God's going to do next. I, I want to see this place packed out and people wanting to receive the Holy Ghost because they have heard us noise abroad how great it is to have the Holy Ghost. I want to see people have a hunger desire to seek holiness because we love to seek holiness. That was a little bit quieter, amen. Holiness is still important to God. So much that we can't see him if we don't have it. And holiness should affect all of our life. That's why you kind of know where a person's heart is or their level of holiness relationship is if they act one way here, And they clock out when they leave and that's completely different. It's like if Brother Garza goes to Walmart tomorrow and he sees me and they're not dressed appropriately, he's like, hmm, Brother Chase's heart ain't right. And I would hope that you would have enough love for me and walk up and say, hey, bro, what's going on? must be really hot out, huh? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Maybe we should go over to the men's section and see if they have something that fits you. Yeah, how about we do that? Don't turn away. Don't uh, don't turn around. Walk away and just let me know that you saw me, because then I know that that hmm, wasn't right. I shouldn't have done that. And if my heart's right, I'm gonna probably break down crying and tell you what's going on. That I'm going through a mess and I need help. I need prayer. Hopefully, my heart will be right. Hopefully my heart's right in the first place. I wouldn't do that. I do not want to be in one of those little Walmart videos. Look at the people that show up here. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to be there. Mm. So this is going to end a little different because I really want you all to have that personal relationship with Jesus. Jesus. I really want you to talk to Jesus when we close out this service. I don't, I don't want you to come running to these altars just because it's the tradition. We got to stop with tradition and get to relationship. And come to these altars and you, you seek the Lord and you have him. Lord, I'm not seeing what I want to see either. Uh, I, I may not agree with everything Brother Chase said, but there's some things in the word, Lord, that I'm not seeing. And if I'm following you, I should see them. There's some things not going on right in my life, Lord, and and what Brother Chase said is there's stuff in your Bible that tells me how to fix it. Help me to obey. That's the kind of conversation I want when we close out this. I don't want, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. No, that doesn't do nothing. I don't want to pop anybody's bubble, but just standing on the corner saying, thank you, Jesus, praise the Lord, hallelujah, glory to your name is not getting you nothing because it's not sincere. You're just putting on a show. You're just blowing up a balloon until it pops. That's all you're doing. I want sincerity. I want to see your life. The Lord is, is going to be showing some things to you in the very near future, things he wants to do in your life, things that he wants to bless you with, things that he wants to fix, the miracles he wants. He's going to start showing you some things, and you're going to have a decision to make. Lord, am I going to obey you, or am I going to turn from you? Lord, am I gonna have the faith to see that or I'm just gonna go do my own thing? Very soon, the Lord is gonna start showing you some things. And I'm hoping that this lesson will pop into your minds like, Lord, I gotta obey. Lord, I gotta obey. Right now, I want people to pray. I want everybody to start talking to Jesus, Lord. Lord, I I want my heart right, Lord Jesus. I wanna be in a place where I can obey. If there's anything in me, Lord Jesus, that is being a roadblock right now, Preventing me from obeying. That means there's a spirit of rebellion there. Lord, help me to line up with your word. Help me to submit unto your word, Lord, in your direction right now, Lord. I pray against the spirit, the demonic spirit of rebellion and witchcraft right now that is plaguing people, Lord Jesus. I pray against the fog that is on their mind. I bind and rebuke it and cast it out of this place that they can see your truth clearly. I pray, Lord, for the boldness for them to stand firm, submitting unto You, resisting the devil so he flees out of their life, Lord. I pray right now, Lord, that you will let them find a place of obedience where you can start blessing them the way you want to bless them, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord Jesus, that the faith in this place will arise with the testimonies that are already here of what you can do, Lord Jesus, in the lives of your people, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus right
1: now, Lord, move on the hearts and lives of your people, Lord. Hallelujah, right now, Lord, help us to push out, Lord Jesus, vanity, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord, help us to push out selfishness right now, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord, help us to seek your kingdom first right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord, help us to push out our desires and align ourselves with your desires, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord, help us to take on your nature and get rid of our nature. in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord, help us right now, Lord Jesus, to develop a deeper relationship, a closer walk with you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, that we meditate to you on your day and night, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord, that we dive into your word to find out what your word leads and guides us to do, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord! Araba sietala cada la bosota, lo lo bosota, lo cada lo bosieta. Jesus,
0: Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus, I love you, Jesus.
1: Lord, araba sietala cada la bosota, lo cada lo bosota, lo cada lo bosieta cada la vasieta. Jesus,
0: speak, Lord Jesus, to your people, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Jesus, I surrender my will to your will right now, Lord Jesus. Lord, I want to follow after your ways, Lord Jesus. I want to follow after your will, Lord Jesus. Lord, I know it's your good pleasure, Lord Jesus. I know it's your good pleasure, Lord. Lord, I want to align with that, Lord. I don't want to murmur or complain, Lord Jesus.
1: Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. You are a great God. 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 Lord, let my attitude be aligned with the way you want my attitude to be, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Arabasita Lagada, Soteroga de Lobo, Soteroga de Lobos, Siete Gadalabasia. Lord, let me seek your face with sincerity, Lord Jesus. Let me look in your word with sincerity, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, now with this ears, not with men pleasing, Lord Jesus, but to please you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Arabasita, Laganabo, Soteroganobo, Soteroga de Lobo, Soterogan, Sierra Basia. Hallelujah, Lord, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus
0: hallelujah lord hallelujah jesus i love you jesus i love you jesus oh jesus 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 hallelujah jesus i love you jesus i love you jesus the lord wants me to share something right now some of us have been living the way we've been living for so long we don't know how to change the lord is asking us to change We need to be sincere in our prayers that when he shows us where to change, that we change. Because when the Lord starts to talk to you about something specific, if you refuse to listen, he will turn you over to a reprobate mind. It's very important that we listen to God when he speaks to us. And I feel in the Holy Ghost, he spoke to me up here in the altar that there are those in here that have been living the way they've been living for so long, they have forgotten forgotten how to have a deeper relationship with me hallelujah hallelujah jesus hallelujah jesus if you want to get up and move around and pray if you want to come to the altars these altars are open i'm not saying these altars are closed these altars are open If you want to come around and pray, but we church, I want to see the power of God move in this city so bad, but I don't want it to move through somebody else. I want it to move through this church. I want it to move through you. I want to see you blessed. I want to see the miracles of God work in your life. I want to see the blessings of God fall on your life because you're aligned with the word of God. You're aligned with him. You're obeying him. Oh, we've got to find a place, church, to pray. We've got to find a place to connect with Jesus right now. We have got to get into the Word of God and see what the Word of God is telling us to do. We have got to lay down our pride. We've got to lay down our human flesh and nature, and we've got to take up his cross and follow after him. We've got to nail this flesh to the cross. We've got to surrender our will to his will. We've got to obey him right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Speak to your people, Lord Jesus, in clarity, Lord. Speak to our hearts, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Show me, Lord,
1: where I need to change, Lord. and help me, Lord, give me the strength to change, Lord. Help me to walk in your ways and to follow after you, Lord. I've been walking this way for so long, Lord. I'm going to need your help, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah, do you have that hunger desire
0: tonight to align yourself with the Word of God? Do you have that hunger desire tonight to get yourself right with God? Do you have your hunger desire tonight to push yourself a little bit closer to Jesus so that you can walk in an alignment where the blessings and promises of God are falling in your life? Do you want to get to a place tonight where your faith is elevated and your God starts doing miracles in your life and those around you? Do you want to get to a
1: place where salvation is poured out into your family and the miracles of God are just moving in them as they get revelation of who our God is? Hallelujah. How, How far do you want to go tonight? What do you want to happen in your life tonight? Hallelujah, Jesus. He said, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah 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 Lord I got some unsaved loved ones. I want you to move Lord Jesus, Lord, I'm increasing my faith. I'm going to reach out to you tonight, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord, believing that you are still able to save them Lord Jesus. Hallelujah believe I'm still believing that you can open their eyes to your truth, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, I'm still believing that you're going to pull the prodigals back Lord. I'm still believing that you're going to deal with their heart right now. I'm still believing it, Lord Jesus.